talk to you about i never have any idea and i really haven't done um an interview it's been a little while and so i was like god what do you want me to talk to kivi about like come yes. on god and so this morning i was just kind of going through your um your feed and just trying to learn a little bit more about you and i heard a word I still don't know what I'm going to title it, but we'll mm. see how it goes, like how the interview goes. And I'm just going to let God have his way. So, hey, that's the best way to be, right? That's the best way to be. So, right. he ain't never failed me yet. So, but anyway, all right, let's go ahead and get this thing started because <laughs> I'm super excited. Welcome, 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 y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl, Georgette, aka The Preaker. I am super excited because in the building today, I have none other than Miss Kiviat Book Night. What's, and we're going to talk about that name because I've never okay. even like... Yeah, that I just I, that just came to me right now because I never even heard that name until I met you. So please, I want to make sure I get. Let me write that back down. So I can. I don't want to forget that. I want to go back to that because that's such a unique name. Oh, but thank the, you. Yes, it is. But in the building, we have none other than Kivia Book Night, and she is coming in today. I am super excited to sit down and chit chat with her. I have no idea. But the title is as of yet. I'm going to see how this interview go. I I told Kiwi I heard a word as I was kind of looking and uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to ask her, what I wanted to talk about. I promised her I'm trying not to make her cry today. So we going <laughs> we going to try not to make her cry. But God is going to have His way. And so, but anyway, let me go ahead and pray us in because I always get ahead of myself. So let me pray us in, and then the next voice that you will hear whatever you want to tell them about kiviet that's what i want you to i love my guests to introduce themselves because who can talk about you better than you and so let me go ahead and pray and then you can share whatever um you want to share so dear heavenly father lord we just come right now first and foremost god just thanking you lord god lord i thank you for this day i thank you for this hour i thank you for this time lord god lord i thank you for waking us up this morning lord i thank you for giving us breath i thank you for our life lord god lord i ask that you just touch kiviet right now father god Lord, continue to build her up, Father God. Continue to have her thirst after you, seeking you, Father God, seeking your face, Lord God, in this season, Lord God. Lord, we ask right now that whatever we discuss, Father God, that it be for um, the glory and the magnification of the kingdom, Lord God. And as I always say, Lord God, if it is just to help one, Father God, if it's just to bring one person closer to you, Lord God, then we will be satisfied. Lord, we just bless you. We honor you. We praise you today in your son Jesus name we pray amen amen and amen 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 so introduce yourself and and whatever you want to share tell us I, I guess if you want to start with what your name means like that's awesome because like I said I've never heard that name until I met you so what do you want the people to know about Kiviet? so 
Hi, I'm Kiviette Balknight. I am 40 years of age. I'm from the DC area. <laughs> I, um, I am the founder and the CEO of Lender's Table. Um, we founded Lender's Table in the pandemic. Um, and we serve less fortunate men in all DC shelters. We give shoes and socks and personal hygiene products to all um, less fortunate men um, every first Saturday of each month. Amen. Yes. And we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about that. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And so I want to know who is Kiviet? Like, I know you and I met. So let me explain how I met Kiviet, y'all. So um, for you, those of you who don't know, um, who may be new to my podcast, who've never heard, I used to be a police officer in the District of Columbia for almost 15 years. And Kiviet and I have a mutual um, dear friend, Vazina Chapman, who is no longer with us. Um, we lost our sister friend last year, um, August 13th. That is the day that I will never, ever forget. Right. But anyway, I don't want to, um, we, we're not going to go there because I told her I'm going to make her cry today. And so I'm not going to make her cry today. But I had the pleasure and honor of meeting Kiwi. I call her Kiwi. So you guys will hear me say Kiwi throughout this interview. But I had the pleasure and honor of meeting Kiwi through Bazina. And so, um, so yeah, that's how I know Kiwi. But I want, I want you to tell us like, who is Kiwi and where did that name come from? Like the history of your last name, but start with like, who is Kiwi? Like share that with people who don't know you, like just a person that's going to hear this podcast. What would you want them to know um, about who Kiwi is? Um, who is Kiviet? <laughs> Kiviet is a single mom of three children, three girls, mm. um, and a one-year-old grandson. She's um, a bus attendant for the district um, government, for the DC government. Um, she's been on her job for 18 years. Um, she's dedicated to children. I love working with kids, especially children with special needs. Um, I love working with the less fortunate. Um, is a lot you can know about Kiviet. I'm fun, I'm funny, I love to laugh. Um, I love to smile. I love to bring a smile on your face or an encouraging word. Um, I'm a true woman of God. I go to church. Every Sunday, I'm a member of Holy Mountain of God Ministry, um, and I've been there for like nine, ten years now, or maybe a little over. Um, hey, and like I said at the beginning, um, I'm the founder of Linda's Table, and I'm um, I'm the youngest of five, out of five. I'm the baby. Oh shoot, she the baby. She the baby too, I know. 
something about being a baby. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and she's very, like, to know Kiwi, like, you would think that Kiwi, Kiwi is actually very shy. I'm starting to, like, even though she doesn't seem like it, she has a part of her that is very shy. Um, she doesn't like boasting or talking about herself, but that's what this interview is about because I am going to do that for you because I learned a lot of things about Kiviet today mm -hmm. that I didn't know. And the one thing that I wanted you to say and that you did not say, and this is the word that I heard as I was going through your feed this morning and just going back and looking at um, your post and and what you do. And I found out a whole lot more. Kivi is an advocate. That's what I saw. Like, Kiviet is an advocate. And so we're going to get into that. But I want to know, but let me back up. But that is the word that I heard. That is what I want to talk about today. Okay. And that's what we're going to focus on today. But I want to know, like, and you said a little bit of it, like, what excites Kiviet? Y'all, this girl is funny. I'm telling you, like, Kiviet kind of missed her calling, I think, too, because she she's part comedian in there as well, because she is funny as ever. But mm -hmm. what excites you? Like, what gets you, what gets your juices going? Like, what really excites Kiviet? Um, LJ, if I be honest with you, what excites me is to serve. When I'm out there in my, you know, in my not, you know, doing my it and what I love to do um, is to serve. And I'm excited when I can be amongst um, the less fortunate um, men and women, but more so the men. Um, I can be myself and I can get down with them, you know, because I can remember a time that I was once them. I was once homeless. So once um when I'm in my comfort place, which is sitting down at the table with a homeless man and eating with him or sharing, um, we sharing lunch together, that excites me. Mm. Um, when I can see a smile on their face, oh, I know that I have um, departed something in them, that excites me. Um, and that's what it is, you know? Or being when I'm with my girlfriends and we're having a good time, that excites me. But most of all, I must say, it's when I'm with my homeless people, with my less fortunate people. I'm excited. I'm happy. You'll see the biggest smile ever. And when I have um, people to come out with the same heart as me to serve and want to serve, that makes me happy. I'm excited. So that's where excites me and get my, you know, um, adrenaline rushing. You know, I get all excited and, you know, that. Awesome. Yeah, I know. I, I have been able to partake in um, being there and, and she is. And it's so it's an awesome, awesome thing to see. It's an awesome, awesome thing to experience. So, and so with that being said, like I said, I heard the word advocate and mm -hmm. So I want to know, like, you know, when did you become an advocate for others in your community? Because if you look at what you're posting, that's all that you are posting. Things mm -hmm. to help other people 
in the community, in the district, where you're living, encouraging people to come out and to support. And so how, how did you get involved in that? Like, and when did it start? Um, so I'll say I got involved probably in 2000 and maybe like 2015. Mm -hmm. It's always been my heart desire. Let me not say that. I mean, let me say that. It's always been my heart desire because my mom was homeless. Mm -hmm. So um, with my mom being homeless on the streets of DC, I always had a thing um, for the less fortunate. And I always um, had a heart for them. So but when I start putting my hands to the plow and getting out there, um, it probably was like 2015 where um, I would take my children, me and my children would go and we would um, prepare food or prepare sandwiches or something like that and just go and um, second and D street shelter and give it out, give them sandwiches and stuff. Um, and in 2017, I partnered with my job. My job, um, we do um, cold weather initiative through the UPO. And we started going out and picking up less fortunate people and taking them to warming shelters or warming stations. And then it just went on from there. Um, my job, I will partner up with my job to feed um, the less fortunate, whether we go to the women's shelter at DC General or we go just to the, or to the men's shelter um, at St. Elizabeth, we will go and um, feed them on Thanksgiving and Christmas. And um, maybe like um, Valentine's Day for the women, we will go to the DC General shelter and give our um, Valentine's um, bags with personal hygiene belongers in it. So from there, I just been in it. I, I've been, I always been in it. It's been my thing ever since I know my mom to be homeless. Wow. That was my next question. Like, why is it important to you? And now, I mean, you already answered that because it's personal. So yeah, mom was homeless. Is there any other reason why it's important to you as well? Um, because I've been there. So I know what it feel like. And when you um when you know what some when you know what something feels like, or when you've been in that situation and you come from um that place your love, your passion for it, um, your dedication is different. Mm. Um, when you have experienced a thing, you look at it totally different from a different lens. You see it different. So um, that's why, because I've been there. You know, my mom, she died on the streets of D.C. Mm. Um, December, as a matter of fact, December 9th, 2015, she passed away freezing cold snow on the ground so i'm all in and i'm not going to stop i ain't i'm not stopping mm. if i can help you know a less fortunate person in any way i'm going to do it by any means necessary amen that's awesome that's amazing i mean i i just applaud you i really really do because 
um, just to see you and to see how you, you know, just care for the men and even, you know, the time that I have come out there and just how you even prepare the people who are helping you to serve them and the things that you say. And because sometimes it is difficult for us, like you say, if you have not been in that situation, if you have not lived that, if you have, what did they say, if you haven't walked in a person's shoes, yeah, you don't really understand what it means. You know, we say we hungry, but you don't really know what it means. We can still go to the refrigerator. We can go out and buy something. But when you have literally nothing, nothing. no meat, no way, no, it's, it's different, you know, yeah. and so... I appreciate that you, you know, you, you talk to us and you, you know, you give us the speech about how we look at them and how we engage with them and just how, because they're still people too. You yes, know? And, totally. Yes. And like you said, that could be any of us at, at any, any given day. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any given day. And so, yeah. yeah, I, I just, I do because it takes a special person to, to serve in that capacity. You know, we all have our gifts and we all have um, our things and our passions and our purposes, but to really like, it takes special people to really, really lay down their guard and to lay down and to, to be able to serve others who don't, you know, who are not us right now in this situation. And so right. I just applaud you for that. And, and who so, can be difficult at times. Sometimes they can be feisty. <laughs> yes. So wait a minute. So let me. Yes. Sidebar here. Inside note that you brought that up because I was in my feelings one day. Let me tell you what I did. So I'm driving. You know, when I was still serving in DC, <clears throat> I would go a particular way every day, and I would see this one homeless lady under the bridge. You know. And so one day I said, you know what, God, I am going to make a care package for her because I would see her there every day, literally going to work. And God just laid it on my heart. Like, you know, make a care package for her. So I did like, you know, and I was like, I got toilet paper and I'm thinking about things that, you know, she may not have access to like a case of water and like toothpaste, toothbrush, like all of this stuff. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So I get out the car and I'm like, and that lady cussed me out. Keep <laughs> I, I know exactly who you're talking about. She cussed me out, Kiwi. Yes, yep. she cussed me. Right, as soon as you come off at 2.99. Yes, you know. Yeah. She cussed me out. But I could tell that there was some mental, mental. things as well. And mm -hmm. so, and she cussed me out and told me she ain't want my stuff to get the H-E-L-L -L away from her. <laughs> Girl, and see now, when I left and later, I was like, I should have just left it there. But no, I got in my feelings. I took my stuff out to her. You, know, I, you ain't got to have my stuff this show. I'm taking this case of water to work. Yeah. But see, that's the difference between you and I. And then yeah. I was like, I should have just left it there because I'm sure she would have used it. She would have. That's what I'm saying. It takes a special kind of person. That's not, you know, that's just not see? really my ministry. I mean, And she, she would have used it. That's the thing. Um, with her, you have to just leave the stuff right there and keep it moving. Don't talk uh, to her. Don't do not. Just leave the stuff. Keep it moving. 
See, now I know. See, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why we need advocates like you who know that because yeah. you know her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just saw her every day and was like, okay, I know there's a need. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I really didn't. And because that's not my area. Like, if that would have probably been my B or my area, like, I would have come to know who she was. But I really right. didn't know her. I just saw her every day as I passed and was like, okay, I'm going to do this for her. But yeah, I got in my feelings and I was like, mm, okay, I'm taking my stuff back. <laughs> I'm just being 100, so I ain't going to lie. Okay. I did. Okay. My stuff back. It was like, hey, toilet paper expensive, so I'm taking my toilet paper back. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, yeah. no, but, uh, <laughs> but see, that's why we have to have because you know, if you don't know, like, and you, and sometimes, you know, real talk, like, you have to be able to to know what you can do and what you can't do, and what you, know, you can't and do, how, and how to approach people and how not to approach people, and right. so. It's so, so important, you know, but if God has laid that on your heart, then he's going to prepare you to be able to deal with every situation, you know? Yes, and so, exactly. And so I just think, but yeah, I just had to tell y'all that funny story. That was, I was like, I went, I called my husband. I was like, oh, this is some crazy stuff. How she going to cuss me out? <laughs> so, cuss me out. <laughs> do you know, um, in 2020, 19 or 2020, you know, she passed away. Bless she? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, under the bridge. Wow. Yeah. So DC, um, they held the candlelight visual for her. Wow. Yeah, some of the activists um, and council members and stuff like that, they held a big candlelight visual for her. They shut Pennsylvania Avenue down for um, an hour or two. And we oh. went over there and we did a candlelight visual for her. Oh, that's awesome. No, I didn't know because you know I left the department, so yeah. I, I no longer went that way and hadn't been that way. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. See, that's what I'm saying. Even just that honor and that advocacy, like that's amazing. Like yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we awesome. was able to have a candlelight visual over there for her. Oh, and you'll be surprised. So how many people came out mm. and how many people honored her and showed their love and, you know, um, pay respect to her. Yes. You'd be surprised. I would have came had I known even though she <laughs> me out. <laughs> and, then, and you know, that's what a lot of people said that day. Really? A lot of people said that. A lot of people said, I remember when she bombed me out and she didn't <laughs> want my food and she would be like that. Yes. You were yes. Bomb y'all. Just leave it. Just leave it right there. She'll get it. Yes. Amen. Mm. See, but that taught me a valuable lesson. And like I said, you know, and God, God, he did. He convicted me later. And he's like, you know, if you ever come that, across that again, just leave it. Like, just leave it. Stop. It's not about you. Like, but see, that's that ego. See how we get like, mm-hmm. really, Georgia? Like, pipe down. Like, this <laughs> on the street and just just leave it but in that moment that's what i'm saying it's not for everybody (laughs) you gotta check check yourself you know right so but it's a it's a lesson learned and so Mm -hmm. if i ever come across that again that i'll know like leave it you know exactly you know me i'm a talker like i want to talk to people like i want to I want to talk and find mm-hmm. out, like, you know, what's your story? And because I do, I love to, like, I just, that's just who I am, though. That's right. 
personality. Like I want to talk to people and, mm-hmm. and then possibly pray for them too as well. Like, can I pray for you? Let me talk. Let me find out. Like, because it's very interesting to hear people's stories too as well. Because right. You, you never know. Like my thing is, I want to know because I know everyone has a story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they they didn't just wake up one day on the street. You know, there's things that happen. And so mm-hmm. I always just like to hear, you know, the stories. And then furthermore, you know, is there some way I could possibly help or things like that? But right. I like that everybody doesn't want to share their stories. So I have to know every, just, you know, keep it moving. Like you mm-hmm. said, leave the stuff because it's not about you. Yeah, about them, and it's so that was a valuable lesson for me that day. And so, Amen. yeah, Amen. it was, it was. So, we I, I know, yeah, hey, forever, Amen. as long as we're here, we will continue to learn. And so, you're right about that, yes, absolutely. So, let's get into oh, wait, before we go on to that, I want to talk about Linda's table, but I got so busy talking. Okay, tell me about your last name and where did that come from before we get into, before I forget, because I thought about that again. Where is this last name? What is the history? Like, tell me about your last name. Girl. (laughs) Balknight. Balknight is a German um, last name. Hmm. Um, Some grand, great, great grandfather um back in you know down south um come from um saluda south carolina um is a um a caucasian grandfather it's his last name oh, so yeah. you know german yeah i'm yeah, a, I, yeah interesting <laughs> saluda south carolina saluda south carolina yeah and there um at saluda um, you will find Bulk Night Street, you know, Bulk Night Way down there, and it's a lot of them Bulk Nights down there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now you're going to have me doing some history and looking into it because I never, <laughs> I had never heard of it. And 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 I love the way she said because I don't say it like that. Say it again. Yeah. Well, Bulk Night. Bulk Night. Yes. Bulk okay. Night. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Awesome. Thank okay, you. you got some German in you, girl. You got some okay. German in you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Linda's table and how was Linda's table birth? Like where, how did you birth this baby? And and like, how did this thing start growing? And how did you feed it? And how was it birthed out? And when was it birthed out? So, um... During the, in the midst of a pandemic, um, it was a man. He was on Martin Luther King Avenue, Southeast. And um, me and my daughter was driving past and it was cold. It was, um, he was sitting there at the bus stop by St. Elizabeth. And this man, I've always seen him sit right there. He was talking, talking, talking to the to himself. And um I stopped the car and I told my daughter, I said, um, can you go and see the do he want these shoes? Because a friend of mine, he was throwing away his sneakers. And I was like, no, you don't throw away shoes and 
it's so many less fortunate people out here that need shoes. So he said, here, take them. You know, so I took them and we rode past and I saw um less fortunate guy out there and my daughter went to him and she was like, do you want these? And he said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right? So um, I sat there for a minute <clears throat> and I was looking at him and he was um, trying the shoes on. And so I'm about to pull off and he came and he tapped on my window and he said, um, thank you, thank you, thank you. He said, oh, no, no, no. I need two inches more. I said, you need two inches more? He said, yes, yes, too small, two inches more. I said, okay. So the shoes were um, uh, size nine. So he needed an 11. So I said, okay, I'm going to go get you some shoes. Because the man's feet, um, they were so swollen and big. And his toenails were very long and curled under mm. and he had calluses all on the back of the sole of his feet so um i said i'm gonna get you some shoes i'm gonna find some shoes for you and i saw the shoes that he had but he didn't have them on he had them sitting beside him and they were um really messed up really really messed up so i went and i found some shoes they were 11s and when I gave him the shoes and he tried them on, he said, oh, God bless you. God bless you. Another inch more, another inch more. I said, another inch? <laughs> he said, yes, yes, yes. Another inch more. I said, okay. I went and I found a size 12. When I took the man's shoes, the man told me, One more inch. <laughs> I said, Father, come on, God. What is going on? Come on, God. So I tell you this, and I tell you that. Lie. I said, I want to get this man some shoes. If I if it's the last thing I do, if I don't do nothing else, he's gonna have some shoes. In the wee hours in the morning, I couldn't sleep. I tossed and I turned. Mm. I made phone calls that night. I went to my pastor. I went to my friends and, you know, everybody. And I told them about this guy. And I tossed and I turned and I tossed and I turned. God wouldn't let me rest. Mm. And it was um, door shoe and sock drive for the men. Jesus. I said, huh? <laughs> I said, what, God? There's do a shoe and sock drive for the men. And I was like, for real, God? And I'm like, you think I can do that, God? That's possible? Anything is possible if you ask. Mm. If you put it out there and you ask, it can be done. I'm like, okay, God. Okay, so I called Vizina and Shaquita that next morning, and I said, how does a shoe and sock drive sound for the men? The pandemic 
Corona happened 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, what do y'all think December of 2020? I said, what do y'all think about a shoe and sock drive for the men? So they was like, oh, that sounds good. I said, well, that's what we're doing. They like, we said it sound good, but hold on. How we doing this? How we doing this? I said, it's going to happen. I don't know, but it's going to happen. So I start thinking, what if I just collect people old shoes? You know, I could collect people old shoes and, or, you know, whatever they want, just give them to me. You know, so um, I put it out there, LJ. I set it out there. I put it out there on social media platform. And I told the people what I was doing, what I needed, what I wanted. Can I collect? Do I'm taking donations, shoes and sock donations. But my thing was, and I'm, this is something, it's me. My thing is this. Never give people what you don't want, mm -hmm. what you don't, what you won't wear. So if you know that the shoes are just so, it's so dogged and you ain't wearing them because they just not, don't give me that. I want to put them on something that, you know, that's nice and comfortable for them. And that's how it's been. People, they come. God, he been sending the people. By boatloads, they come. I had to say, hold, let's stop for a minute. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on. Because my place, and, and my place is small, right? My living room was filling up. Mm. All in the living room with shoes, shoes, shoes. And I was like, God, you said you would do it. You are definitely doing it. <laughs> what the are you overflow, doing? You know what I said. The overflow. The overflow. Okay, mm, he was my sending God. them. He was sending them. So, 2020 December, I was so um, hell bent on getting them out for Christmas. I'm telling you, I wanted to get them people their shoes for Christmas. Like they need them. This will be the best Christmas gift for them. They want. I know it'd be something so great. I couldn't do it for Christmas because mm. everybody, you know, I ain't had no. They was. They had already had stuff they were doing with their families for Christmas. I said, okay, okay, I can't be selfish. So can I do it in January, God? God said, do it in January, January the 2nd, 2021. I went out with my my late, the late Vizina Chapman, my other best friend, Shaquita, and my daughter, my oldest daughter, Deja, and um, the Zena sister, Jafella. It was just us. And we went out of the trunk of my car and we served the men mm. at the DC shelter right here, um, 801 Martin Luther King Avenue. And I set up a table and boy, were the men excited and were so thankful and just kept thanking us and thanking us. That touched me. And from there, I wouldn't stop. I couldn't slow down. It was like a rush came and I had to do it. So I made it um, my promise to God that I'll do it. 
you gave me this baby. I'm going to birth it. And I'm going to see it full-blown until it get grown full-blown. So yeah. that's how it started. And here we are. Yesterday was actually um, my first day going back out since um, my best friend passed away. Well, our friend, you know, um, in August. Um, it took me back, you know. So I hadn't been out since September because that, you know, that took a bite out of me, a big chunk. So I had to let me um, decompress, you know, and let me back up for a minute. But yesterday was my, um, was our first day back out there and it felt so awesome. It felt so good and I missed every minute of it. And I'm back, Linda's table's back, we back like we never left. <laughs> and yeah. we ain't stopping. <laughs> Yes, that's awesome. It's a man like I just got chills when you were talking because just to see and then to see the smile. I mean, I know this is audio and people can't see the smile, but if you guys could see the smile on her face as she is expressing and talking, and Kiwi has this wonderful smile, like she says, she loves oh, to smile. And just to see, you. yes, just to see you light up. And so I'm so glad that you were able to get back out there because that is what V would want anyway. Yes. So that she, you know, she would be like, get your butt out there, girl. And right. so, okay. you know, I'm, I'm so excited and definitely praying that God, but look at God, y'all. She said that she had to stop, you know, tell people to slow down when you are in alignment, come on, God has for come you. On, sis. He will provide everything that everything. you need. He always had. We already have what we need. If come he, on, that's, sis. that's why I love those quiet moments. But did y'all hear what she said in the middle of the night? And honey, that's when he has your full attention. Exactly. <laughs> and we. If we are woke, that was my word in 2020 mm -hmm. during the pandemic. He gave me the word woke, like be mm -hmm. woke to really what's going on. And he downloaded so much to so many people in 2020 if you mm -hmm. were really woke. Yeah. What's going on. And so I am so excited that you were woke. Yes. You heard him, mm -hmm. that you didn't, you didn't, you know, Say God, what I mean, yeah, you know, we we use to say you want me to do what, but you were obedient. That's the yeah. word that I'm looking for that you were obedient in Amen. what he told you to do and how he provides. And so that's all he wants is our obedience. Like yeah. just, just be yeah. obedient, you know. Mm -hmm. He does not he he calls us and he prepares us, like definitely. So I'm super definitely. excited. Yes, I'm super excited. And so tell me. I have two questions. Uh, where did the name Linda's Table come from? I know where, but I let the audience know why Linda's Table. What mm -hmm. is the name? And why men? Because, you know, typically when you have women, we serve other women. And mm -hmm. so I find it so um, awesome and like, huh, interesting that you decided to serve men instead of women. So where did where the name Linda's Table come from and why men? Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, again, like I um, stated, um, my mom was homeless. My mom' name is Linda, mm. so that's where it comes from. It comes. I named it after my mom, you know, um, because it is a ministry, you know, um, that's serving the less fortunate. And she was um, less fortunate. She was a vic, um, you know, she was homeless, and she lived on the streets of DC. She died on the streets of DC. So, um, what better way than to honor her by naming? Um, my business after her, you know, so that's why I call it um, Linda's Table. It's a table, you know, that you're going to come and you're going to, you know, you can get served at this table right here and get served your shoes and your socks and even gloves and hats, whatever we have, we're going to serve it. Um, why I do men? That is the number one question everybody asks. <laughs> because, I mean, it's, it's very... Like I said, you know, women usually serve women. Serve I mean, women. and so I I love it. Like it's a different twist than when I because even when I was like, oh, you were like, I'm taking shoes. I'm like, girl, I got so many shoes. And you were like, no, LJ, it's men's shoes. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was just a different, yeah, different twist. twist. So yeah, yeah, so why men? Um, so men, the kings. I love kings, I love the men. Um, and often, often we see that everyone serves women and serve children, right? Um, a woman can walk into place and she can get everything she asks for. And especially a woman with children. Mm. If you have children, you're going to get it. Um, the city or the government, Whoever, they're going to make sure you are great. You are good and have everything you need if you're a woman and if you're a woman with a child. But they don't do that for the men. The men are so underserved, you know, because men are held to a higher standard. Um, they expect so much more out of a man. The man's supposed to be the breadwinner. He's supposed to do and, you know, prepare everything for us, right? And he's supposed to be the lead. But sometimes men fall. Sometimes men have a hard time, you know. Um, sometimes men can't lead in the capacity we may want them to or we think they should. So... Um, that's why I serve men because I feel like men are so underserved, underserved, um, and a lot of people don't service men as they do the woman and the and a woman with children. Mm. So let me be different and service the men who people probably would just walk past and they feel like, oh, I'm not giving to him. He's a man. Well, he's a man with a need. He's a man that need help. He's a man that need to be pushed and motivated. He's a man that he needs you. So I'm a service of man. And I'm gonna make sure, you know, he have. That's amazing. That's why I service less fortunate men. And I'm clear about that. I service less fortunate men. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be crystal clear. I know exactly. that's right. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I love it. 
And it's, I mean, it's, it is just, like I said, and like you said, you know, women, and because I am a woman and you are a woman, and we know that to be true, that right. we are able to get more services and we're able to get more um, things provided for us, like you said. And if we definitely have children, that mm-hmm. is the case, you know? And yeah. so, so I love it that, and, 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 it, and, and what's even funnier is like, you don't even have a son, like you have a grandson, I know, but yeah. you said you have three daughters. And have so three daughters. she has three daughters yeah. and, and I'm telling, you know, I have a son and a daughter. And so it's definitely different and even mm-hmm. how you raise them. And so it just blows my mind how God like would have you to serve men and you don't even have any male children. And nope. so that is that's that's just really, really <laughs> God definitely has a sense of humor, but I we know. don't know what he he has in store for us. And mm-hmm. you know, you said it's because of your mom and like your mom was homeless. And so and it's like a whole twist on that. Mm-hmm. And I just I just love it. Like it's so so it's so awesome. So and, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And LJ, let me tell you this. The kick the thing is too LJ, when my mom passed away, when um, the detective found her in a shed and on the property of 1133, and um, if you're if you're not familiar with 1133, 1133 is um, housing where um, they sign you up to get um, vouchers for housing. Mm-hmm. She was asleep on um on their property, but when the detective came to identify her, he identified her as a male because of her short haircut. So that too set something in me. Like wow. He mistakenly, I you know, it was a mistake, you know, a mistake happens. So he thought she was a man. And when he came to us, he came to us as you know, a male that she, you know, he told us he identified a male. And I was like, that's my mother's name, but she's not a male, you know? And he was like, you know, he gave a sincere apology and he was, you know, he was sorry, but he identified her as a male. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, how things are connected and intertwined. Like, we just don't know. And right. when God in his intricate details, like, we never fully understand, but it's amazing. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I just get excited. Like, I'm excited for you. And so, so what's next for Kiviet? Like, what is next for you? What's next? What's next? So, what's next? Um, because Linda's table isn't under a 501c3 as of yet, that is what's next. That is coming down the tailpipe. Give me two months, if that. It All will right. be a 501c3. Um, I'm looking to um, get established and, you know, becoming a um, nonprofit, you know, and taking this thing on full circle. I would like to, you know, have a little storefront um, for the men so they could come in, you know, and get shoes and socks, you know, when it's needed. They could come in monthly or every other month and get shoes and socks, you know, but they will have to, you know, show 
some type of identification. What I know, um, people know the less fortunate by name. They have a name. They know their mm. name. You know, I've worked with um, some um, advocates and we went to Union Station where a lot of um, less fortunate stay at Union Station. And when I got off the bus, um, the advocate that was on there, she had a list of their names. She knew their names. Mm. So they're not nameless. Hmm. So they had to show me something and show me, oh, okay, this is Carl Thompson. Uh, he came here last month. Okay, well, this, he can get him, get another pair of shoes or socks this go around, you know. But that's my goal, to get a, some type of storefront so they could come in and get a pair of shoes and socks. That's awesome. I love it. Y'all heard it now. Y'all heard it. She said, listen here, we have not because we asked not. So we yes. speak that thing and pray that thing into existence. God gave it to you. So he already, he knows. He, he already knows. He already sees. And so just continue to be obedient and do what he tells you to do exactly how he tells you to do it. And do that will. And I see it. I, I I see Linda's table, and I claim it for you as well, my sister. And Amen. So, Amen. That's indeed. That's indeed. That prayer. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's why we get them prayers up. And speaking of prayer, before we get out of here, just a couple more things. I always ask everybody, why is prayer important to you? Why is prayer important to me? Mm -hmm. um, prayer is important to me. Um, because it brings about a connection to you and God, to you and the Father. You know, it's your time and God's time alone. Um, prayers are answered, you know, all the time, even if it's not answered right then and there. You know, that's your time that God is listening solely to you. And it's the time that you and God can just, you know, be on one accord with each other. And it's y'all a long time. It's in your secret place, you know, with God. So that's why it's important to me because I know it's me and God's connection. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Won't he do it? You know, that's, <laughs> that's what I say. All right. So I always, always ask some Bible trivia. It's only one question. I always ask a Bible trivia question and I let us because people face me like, what? See, you going too far now. We ain't say we was going to do all that. But I have a... <laughs> it's easy. You're going to get it. I know you're going to get it. She's shaking her head. She's like, oh, Lord, LJ just set me up. Okay, so this is your Bible trivia question. Why did God tell Moses to take off his sandals? A... Because he was standing on holy ground. B, because he didn't want Moses to sink into the ground. Or C, just because he is God. Once again, why did Moses, I mean, why did God tell Moses to take off his sand? You deal with shoes, so I had to have, find something with shoes. <laughs> why did he tell Moses to take off his shoes? A, because he was standing on holy ground. B, he didn't want Moses to sink, or C, just because he is God. What's your no. answer? A. 
Holy ground. <laughs> See, I told you. Yes, because he was standing on holy, holy ground. ground. That's an Exodus 3. And actually, to take it even a little further, it wasn't the ground that just was holy. It was just because he was in the holy presence of God. Mm -hmm. so that's it. Absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> See, I told you it would be easy. I told you. It's so funny when I said it, people be like, what? Uh-uh. I, I can't hear you no more. I'm like, what? <laughs> you can hear me. <laughs> well, Kiviet, please, please share with the audience share with the listeners um how can they support how can they reach you how can they donate um please leave that and then i also any lasting words of encouragement or whatever it is that you want to share um feel free to do that as well but please let people know how they can support you like how can they donate how can they encourage all of those things because i know that you are um <clears throat> you know looking for help looking for support so please let them know how can they contact you and whatever it is that you need listen okay. we have not because we asked not exactly um i could be reached at um linda's table at yahoo.com um, my telephone number, 202-299-6430. Um, if you want to send monetary donations, you can send it to Linda's Table on Cash App. Um, you can send it to Linda's Table on Vimo. Um, and um, donations, shoes, socks personal hygiene um personal hygiene products um it can be you could do hats and gloves we do that um as well and um i a lot of times i ask people to just come out and give your time your mm -hmm. donation don't always have to be monetary you know or you don't always have to donate shoes and socks but if you can donate an hour or two of your time to the less fortunate. That will that will work too. Because to see the person physically standing there, that means a lot. That says a lot. So if you can donate your time, and normally I do, um, my times are from 12 to 2. So if I can just get your time on a Saturday, two hours, that's it. Your time means a lot. Yes. And how can they follow you on your social media? And um, once again, what day, I know you said Saturday, what Saturday of the month do you do Linda's Table? Um, I do Linda's Table once a month on a Saturday. Every first Saturday of a month, I do Linda's Table. Um, I'm on Instagram, Linda's Table, and I'm on Facebook as Kivy at Balk Night. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll make sure I put that in as well. So make sure y'all follow her. Make sure you support this amazing, amazing organization that we are already claiming as a nonprofit. Um, and so, and if you want to give some assistance in, in that uh, particular as well, if you are a grant writer, if you know how to get funding for nonprofits, then also please get in touch with Kivia as well. Yes, so, please. I'm yes. looking at 
I'm definitely looking. I need I got it. You. I know. Thank that's why. You. That's why I said it. <laughs> yes, I know. Won't he do it? Uh huh. So, Kivia, what final words of encouragement, or what do you want to leave um, the audience with? Whatever is so on your heart to share. Um, words of encouragement. Um. If I had to leave a word of encouragement, I would tell um, your listeners, I would tell them, be a blessing to someone else. Always. Never have your hand too tight mm. that you can't give. That's what I would tell them. Always Amen. be a blessing to someone else. And never look for things back in return. Mm. Awesome. I love it. All right. Well, that's say I ain't got nothing to add to that. So <laughs> I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know how much I love you, how much I'm always praying for you. And oh, I'm so you. yes, I'm so excited to see what God is going to do with you, through you, in you, um, with Linda's table and other things. Um, we never know what we're what God is building. And so we always start somewhere and he's preparing and building us for something else. And so I just see greater things. I don't know what they are, but um, just be ready. That's what I say. And so I'm super excited and um, I love you, my sister. And see, I did not make you cry. I love you too, Elle. You didn't. Thank God you didn't make you cry. I love you, girl. Thank you. Yeah, she thought I was going to make her cry. See, I know that's my record. I always do make people cry, but today I didn't do it. So, all right, y'all. Well, I thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl, Georgia, a.k.a. The Preaker. And y'all know what I always say. Deuces! Deuces! I see y'all in the next episode, and we are out. Prayers up, yeah, prayers up. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up, prayers up. Blessings from the Lord, put your prayers up. It's your girl, Georgia, a.k.a. The Preaker, and stay tuned for some outtakes. Deuces! Y'all, to another episode of Praying and Preaking with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Preaker. And I am, uh-oh, I... I hear a phone ring. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Um, you can't get to it. Right, I, I can't even get to it. Just stop it. Yeah, I can't stop it. I'm sorry. It's all good. All right, I can start over again. That's why there's a thing called editing. Like, oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. So, Thank all right. <laughs> Lord, just don't let it go off again, okay, Jesus? Can I can I put it on on mute? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yes, Miss <laughs> Hot Mama, you know folk gonna be calling you, and it's my pastor too. <laughs> oh, oh my shoot. God.
She about to be in trouble, y'all. Look, I'm about to use this for some outtakes, some bloops and blunders. Uh-oh. She get, she about to be in the principal's office. She getting a phone call from the pastor. I know, right? <laughs> All right, y'all. Welcome, welcome.